Welcome to Patriots Nation UK, brought to you by me, your host, Matt Inkstar. Hey, how's it going guys, and welcome to another episode of Patriots Nation UK. I am your host, Matt Inkster. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Inkster. Um, we also have the Facebook page, Patriots Nation UK. If you search that, you'll find us on there. And our written work is at PatriotsNationUK.com. Unfortunately, Nick can't be with us this evening. He's got some family stuff to attend to. Um, but not to worry, I've found a, a brilliant replacement nonetheless. Um, it's one half of the founders of Touchdown House. Um, amongst some other groups that Stephen so kindly runs, um, getting stuff in from the States, sign bits and bobs. Um, he does things with cards and he's got some link-ups with the, the States for getting some cheap um, signed items in if you want. So head over to Touchdown House and that. So Stephen Logan, welcome to Patriots Nation UK. How's it going, man? Yeah, appreciate you having me. Much appreciated. Yeah. Kind words. Uh, you're very welcome. Thanks uh, very much for making the time. So, as I've touched on there, there's Touchdown House and some other things. So, you know, how? firstly, how did Touchdown House come about with you and Scott? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Touchdown House, um, funny enough, Scott never actually was even in NFL to begin with. Um, we used to actually live together um, in a, a big house uh, when I was doing my band days. Um, we used to do, like, big uh, house parties with the band um, but yeah one year I decided to take him down to NFL in London and it was the Vikings versus the Steelers um, and obviously I was a Ravens fan at the time so I was cheering on the, the Vikings um, you do. yeah of course so we <laughs> took him along we, we stuck money on AP scoring and the Vikings winning and it came in so we were quite excited by the end of the game um, but yeah he just kind of he got hooked from there um, and I kind of just started Touchdown at the time with uh, Gavin, uh, who obviously runs uh, a lot of the charity stuff in Touchdown um, and has Trader Draws and helps Steve with cards as well. Um, um, so obviously from there, Scott wanted to get involved um, and it's kind of blossomed from there, really. Um, Scott got a lot of good hookups for us with Leaf and all other places. Then um, I got my contacts um, that obviously blossomed into NQK and um, now over into Helmet House and um, where all these groups have basically come from. So yeah, it's just kind of gone from there, really. Strength of strength. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, it sounds busy, busy, and we were just talking before you come on. You've been um, yeah. busy tonight, which I assume is partly related to what you were just talking about. Yeah, they're all kind of like split up now. So we we, we try and have um, Touchdown is is more a community group now. Um, we're more just keeping people interactive, getting people, you know, uh, hooked up with tickets or, you know, where's the best place to buy jerseys, like non-signed stuff, you know, anything like that. Um, and obviously we do a lot of the charity stuff in there now. Um, obviously we just did the big kids charity that Gav did. Um, Gavin, yeah. So now we're all, all year getting ready for it. And I think last year we, for Make a Noise, Gav raised about... I'm sure it was about two, two or three, two thousand, I think it was, or maybe two and a half thousand. But this year it was like smashed by about five thousand pounds. It was like absolutely unreal the support that all the members came in. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually going to touch on that with you, and um, I'm, so I'm glad that you've brought it up. Yeah. 
tell us, do you know um, a bit about the charity that the draw was run for? So this one, um, I don't know, if I've not got all in and out, but I know some of it. So this year's one, there was, um, it's a place down down near Newark, um, if I remember rightly. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find a post, but I'll probably get it wrong anyway. But yeah, so there was a, there's like um, a place where like a lot of youngsters were going for support and things that were dealing with depression and like some that have like, I think, tried to attempt suicide, things like that. So it was more, it was a lot to help them. Um, and Gavin got to go along and uh, see like some of the work that was going on as well. Um, and he, he actually came away saying he was in tears. Um, at, you know, some of the kids that were struggling at their age, um, you know, they shouldn't be struggling at that age. But it just shows that there's that much going on and people do need help. Um, and then to see, you know, over £5,000 raised to go towards it, it's just going to change lives at the end of the day. So um, credit goes to Gavin. You know, took took the year to um, get all the stuff in, and obviously credit goes to everyone who donated items. Um, and yeah, it was just absolutely amazing. Um, and the smooth radio Gareth, he was just like completely knocked knocked out by how much Gav had raised for them. So it was amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. such a good thing, and um, obviously you, I know that you you've got a little daughter, I've got a little daughter, so it's. Um, you know, something close to our hearts really is, you know, kids with these kind of problems. From what we grew up in, eh? <laughs> yeah, it could be any one of us, uh, well, any one of our kids that these things happen to and, you know, we need to turn to these charities. So, I mean, credit to yourself and also uh, a shout out goes out to Gav for doing all that um, and raising yeah. all that money. That's amazing. And you touched on a bit as well, like the Helmet House and the inclusive stuff. Is the best way to go about getting involved with that through Touchdown House, or is there other um, yeah, on Touchdown, and things? Yeah, Touchdown House. If you go into Touchdown House, we've got an announcement to all the groups that we're um, we've got in our little like collective um, family. <laughs> so we like to say. So there's obviously NFL Cards, which is Steve Poland, uh, aka the Card Father. Um, yeah. There's Trader Draws, which Gavin does. Um, people can. Uh, do breaks and stuff and donate to the charity as well which is going on all the time um there's touchdown house obviously there ink uk um and helmet house ink uk is more signed jerseys and helmet house is signed helmets so minis in full size um ink uk is myself um uh, scott webster um and might have some new people joining us soon and then Helmet House is myself and Wayne and Gemma. Um, and again, all these groups chipped in together as well. The charity, um, I think Helmet House, um, the owner, Wayne, he actually chipped in 200 quid just towards buying slots. Um, oh, so every, yeah, everyone chipped in from all the groups. It was amazing. People putting a lot of items. Um, but there's always lots of stuff going on. The links are in Touchdown House and the announcement for all the groups. Or you can, you can search them. Helmet House, uh, in- Inclusive UK, <clears throat> they're all there. Um, I think Helmet House, I've got a big Halloween special coming up soon, so it's quite worth a look. Uh, and in Inclusive, we've got a lot of stuff going on with chap in the States that we deal with. So he comes on, and he's called our resident Santa for all the giveaways that he does. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, 
there's some awesome stuff that you can pick up so uh, for anyone listening you're sure to check out all those sites and we'll go through it all at the end just before we'll let you go Stephen and um, we had Dan on um, talking about the Traders UK a couple of weeks ago when we play the Giants because he's an obvious Giants fan so um, we've not just got you on to talk about um, Touchdown House and such like there is a big game coming up Sunday night on um, NBC it is the the Patriots versus the Ravens in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, so, going into that, just before we do, um, I wanted to bring up something um, Patriots related, which I was going to touch on at the top, um, but I'll get into it now, just before we jump into the Ravens game, Stephen, is Isaiah Wynn has come off um, the IR. He is now practising, and sh- I think it's week 10 he is now eligible for. So, that um, kind of leads me into my first point with you guys, is our offense is a bit a bit vanilla a bit benign right now it's maybe not the best as to some folk wanted to i'm quite happily pleased with it it's been trundling along nicely as maybe one phrase i would use but going back to when in the offensive line and brady it's some something i'm actually worried about come um sunday mm-hmm. uh, yep. newhouse has been a bit almost like jelly really he's slowly but surely coming on but you know he's still been able to be a bit of a soft teddy and a bit of a pushover how do you see um your defense getting towards um getting to the Patriots offense it's going to be interesting if it's the defense that turns up that I know can play well and can really blitz and cause a lot of pressure on quarterbacks that could be an interesting an interesting game, and Brady could get caught a few times with some of the youngsters we've got. Yeah, it's it could be interesting, but like you say, the Patriots have been really surprising this year. Like everyone was like, you know, Antonio Brown and everything, and the offense looked absolutely amazing. Um, but then you still got Edelman, you still got a lot of guys in there that you know, Sony Michelle. There's a lot of good players in there, but your your defense is just destroying teams at the moment. Um, yeah, so that's going to be an interesting lineup on the opposite side as well. So if our <laughs> defense can do what I think we can do and play what we can do, Peters has been a massive upgrade for us. Um, if we can do what I know we can do, then we could cause the offense trouble. But then on the flip side, it's going to be interesting to see because the the Pats D is just ridiculously good this year. They've had a lot of good players in Winovich and all that, a lot of good uh, rookies and players come in. But the twist that I like with the Ravens' offense this year is it's not like Joe Flacco. You know, if you if you break through our offensive line, Joe's just going to sort of like stand there and just throw it or bomb it. This year we've got a little bit of a twist. It's like, well, do we give it to a running back? Will we throw a quick slant to a wide receiver? Or will there be a gap and we've got Lamar Jackson who can just, gone? <laughs> yeah. Well, the... Um Sticking with our offense just a second, um, I was wanting to get touching your your defense a bit more. Is obviously you said there, Marcus Peters was picked up in a trade. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like Jimmy Smith might be back this weekend, which is a huge boost for you guys. Your if your pass rush is on point, if you can get to to Brady quite quickly, you could force him to make mistakes. But that um, cornerback grouping could possibly it, it certainly rivals us. As one of the best mm-hmm. cornerback groupings in the in the league, I think, with especially if Jimmy Smith comes back, you've got Peters, Marlon Humphrey obviously had a takeaway um yeah. at the weekend. And um you've got Carr as well, and then I've not even mentioned one of your safeties in Earl Thomas as well. So that secondary mm-hmm. is 
yeah, looking pretty balling. Smith is if he is a hundred percent, because he has come back before saying he's fully fit, and then obviously a couple of knocks and that's him being out again. So <laughs> as a worry is is he actually a hundred percent? And if he is, do you put him in or do you stick with the guys that have been performing um, in his yeah. in his absence? Because some of them have come in and done great job. Um, yeah. It's a tough decision. It's a tough decision. Mm-hmm. It's um, I think was it week week one he went down. Um, yeah. that he's been out since. So our yeah. defense has given up seven point six points per game on average, which is currently first in the league. You guys are giving up twenty two point three points per game, which leaves him middle of the road at sixteenth, which isn't too bad. For you guys, I suspect that if he comes back in. Even ninety-five percent fit. Surely that going forward, whether it happens on Sunday or no, that average is going to come down, and that will make you guys even, you know, more formidable than you are just now. I'm guessing. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, end of day, joys the NFL. Anything can, anything can happen at the end of the day. You know what I mean? You can, you know, the best defense in the world. At the end of the day, it just comes down to the plays and what happens on them. Um, on paper, you could look at it and go, yeah, that defence should do the job and um, get everything done right on the day. But uh, sadly, with the Patriots, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, lead at half time and still fluff it. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, I was listening to the the Nat Coombe show the other week, and they had Dasmir Begovic on, who's a, a Patriots fan, and he was speaking about, you know the Ravens are the one that always gives them the heebie-jeebie sort of thing. I was looking back and, you know, you've obviously two Super Bowl wins in 2001, 2013 with one of the postseason victories um, that you've got coming over the Patriots en route to that Super Bowl against the 49ers. Yeah. But in regular season games, we're 8-1 up um, since the, you know, the Ravens became a thing for after the move from Cleveland. So I I don't know if it's a mindset thing or what it is, but I know I know a lot of Patriots fans think the same. They go, "Oh no, it's the Ravens," and that was under obviously a Joe Flacco-led Ravens, who's quite static, yeah. a pocket passer type. Yeah. But now, as you've kind of touched on and flipping it from our offense to your offense, yeah, you've got. I know it you're big on the on the choo-choo train of this one. You've got Lamar Jackson, who's basically a wild card. Yeah, honestly, I've followed Lamar Jackson since he was at Louisville. Um, I absolutely loved him, and I was—I can remember when he was at Louisville. I was like, "Oh my God, if we drafted somebody like Lamar Jackson, that would just revolutionise our offense because we're so used to just the static Joe Flacco." And don't get me wrong, Joe Flacco—he's—he's always going to be a fan favourite for what he's done um, because he could launch that ball like no one. Um, when he threw that ball uh, and on the playoffs over uh, the Broncos to uh, Jacoby Jones and mm. uh, over the Broncos' head, and he ran in, and that was like literally, you know, last kick of the game nearly to send us uh, into the next round. It's like, pfft. so Joe's done his thing, but <clears throat> eventually people just caught on. They knew what Joe was going to do, and the beauty about Lamar is he came in, and everyone's like, ah, he's a running back, he's a running back. Yeah, fair enough. The kid can run. But he can run, and yeah. he was breaking records and all that. And you know, people were like, "Ah, he's just well, he's only going to be a running back. He can't throw." He went away in the summer. Kid worked his ass off, 
came came in in the new season and he's thrown some absolute bombs at times. Um, yeah, especially that first game in Hollywood. Oh, he's ridiculous, Hollywood Brown. Really good. But even Boykin. Boykin's come in uh, the other week. He, he did that massive uh, throw down the field to Boykin. The uh, Seahawks it was. Um, in like a couple of opening plays. And it was ridiculous. Just the kid going up and grabbing it. So he has got an arm. He's only going to get better. Mm. Uh, I think it's just the main worry with a lot of people is is can he balance out the running and the throwing? Because obviously... We had RG3 at the Redskins who was doing it all before and then mm-hmm. something's caught on. He ran a bit too much and then the rest is history, you know, injuries. Yeah. <laughs> so we wouldn't want that to happen to Lamar. I think he's built up a bit more. He's putting a lot more weight for taking hits, but it only takes the wrong hit and then then you're kind of like, yeah. Well, even not even that, is it? As I mean, we've seen it with Jimmy G. He wasn't even hit. It was just took yeah. a step too far. Wanted to stay in bounds, and then that was it. The knee collapsed on him, and I think yeah, it was towards the end of last season. Was it the was it the Chargers game, maybe, or one one before that? Um, he was running unnecessarily at times. Oh um, yeah, it, you know, and he wasn't sliding like you want a quarterback to do to nullify the the threat of, you know, a defensive yeah. person coming in and hitting you God knows what speed. He just wanted to stand up and take the hit. He's just so competitive. He's just like, I will get those extra yards. If I get hit, so be it. Um, he's just like, he's so, he's got the confidence in himself and I think that's what's probably helped him as well. Because um, mm. if you if you know you, you can do things and you know you can get it done and it kind of gives you that extra, that extra spur on as well, and in, and the fans believe in it as well. It's like yes, just it's great. We've got it with him. He can somebody's making free Andrews as he's pretty much number one target. Um, he's been a godsend yeah. for us. But then you know that if there's no one open and it's not going to Hill or um, Ingram um, or Gus the bus, if there's a gap, he's gone. Yeah, well, then it's like, like you say, you're just waiting. Like, how far does it go now before you say, get your arse in the, get down, get down? Um, but yeah, he's just he's competitive, and it's 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 just what we wanted for a while. I think, and as the Ravens, we want a mobile quarterback to to kind of just shock offenses because they were just so used to seeing Joe go back, give it to a running back, or just bomb it down the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's I don't know what we're going to do. It's not a phrase I would use often, but um, Lamar loves a tight end. <laughs> yeah, he does indeed. Not just Andrews, he's obviously got um, his other Hayden couple Hurst. of tight ends there as well, and, and Hurst and um, the other one who's... Boyle. And Boyle, yeah, he's the one who's apparently become the um, the new... What do you call it? Ennis Pitter. Um, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I just had it on tip my tongue a minute ago. Bulletin board material. I was just reading before we jumped in. He was, um, he's, you know, you can take it whatever context you want. The context of trying to spin it in the media is he's saying that the Patriots aren't aren't all that. Wait till they come up against us. We'll yeah. show them a game, sort of thing. So I mean, I think that's been slapped right in the the dressing yeah. room door and the way out is you the last thing they'll see before they take the field on Sunday. Definitely. Um it's but yeah, it's for 
game, to be fair. It's it's either mm. going to go one way where it's going to be a full-on defensive game and a low score, or it's going to be a bit of everything. <laughs> Absolutely well, a bit of everything. I was looking at it beforehand, and the Patriots and the Ravens, they're first and second in offensive scoring. Um, Patriots just edging it by, what is it I've got down here, like 0.9... Yeah, like point eight of a point or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, could it end up? It could be like a forty thirty five game, or it could be, yeah. you know, will the Patriots D perform to how they've done so far, and then it'll be a twenty two twelve game, or you just, yeah, you I'm know just not sure be. how this one's going to go this week. Yeah, you don't know who's going to be scoring. Is it going to be the offense? Is it going to be the defense? It's like, you know, the Pats defense being scoring and the Ravens defense have been getting takeaways and Peters has obviously got his first takeaway in his first game and ran it for a touchdown. And You just you just never know. It's going to be an amazing game, guaranteed. It's going to be a proper test. Mm. Um, we've had a good rest for it as well, so that can only help the conditioning. I think so, and I think... Um... I think it's definitely one to stay up for um, UK time. Because I think the clocks do go back in the States this weekend, don't they? So we're back to the reverted like 20 past one time, yeah. sadly enough. If it had been this past weekend, at least we'd have got a bit of grace with the time time yeah. frame. But no, we're back yeah. to the 20 past one, I think, um, no, this week. A tight one for me because I'm down at Wembley this weekend. And then literally my train home on Monday is like half seven from King's Cross. So I'll be up at like 6 a.m. to get ready to get back for the train. So it's like, do I watch it in the hotel at half one in the morning? And then like it'll finish at four. And then is there, much point of, is there much point of even going to bed? Just get changed and go from a train and sleep on the way home? It's just like, yeah. Don't be I think that's the, the route I would go down for sure. It's, um, I mean, what are you five hours or something you'll be in the train is it a bit longer maybe five and a half hours back to edinburgh and then i've got another 50 minute train from edinburgh back to the borders <laughs> so six ah, hours you can, you, can, you can get a good sleep in that time i'm in first class it should be comfy enough <laughs> well exactly there you go get a cup of tea and then get a shot eye for a couple of hours you'll be all right cup of tea free bacon roll job done <laughs> oh nice i'm guessing that's virgin is that L-N-E-R is it called now because they got bought out didn't they oh did they alright ah, okay um, for oh, anyone that. that's not sure it's Virgin Trains it used to be the Eastern Line down to London didn't it yeah and now it's like L-N-E-R London North East Railway or something it's called something like that mm-hmm. I've done I've done the um, first class to Manchester once before and that was a proper like middle of the day thing so it was like well, would you like your meal now sir I was like excuse me what and they came <laughs> over with this silver cloche on top of the plate and lifted it off I'm like it's amazing ah, isn't it I and, used and, to this yeah it's like what 30 quid just to get in there and you're like it's worth it 30 quid and you get free drink free food job done yeah it's like being at the airport all over again because I think they're 20-25 quid depending on which lounge you go to and yeah. It's worth it, as you say, because then you just sit and you know lap it up for a couple hours or whatever you might be, and rather than and your posh for a wee while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rather than sitting in dodgy spoons or a expensive Starbucks for a while. 
Um, but we, we we do digress. We'll we'll get back to the game. Um, you said there was it like Jackson. That's I mean that's one of my things that I'm looking at this weekend. Is he's your lead rusher for now with seven yards per carry roughly. Um, next in line is your main back Ingram with four point seven and seven touchdowns. I've I think pretty much every week, apart from the Seahawks, I think I don't know why. Um, but pretty much every week, I think I've put Ingram on my coupon for a touchdown yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, I'm more than likely to put it on this weekend because um, I'm not sure how much you might have seen of the Patriots this season, but between Frank Gore getting 100 plus yards, Nick Chubb managed it on um, Sunday with 124, I think it was. Ingram is a concern as because our rush defence isn't really... You know, they're obviously not stopping the rush too much. But with Chubb on Sunday, it might be the same with Ingram on, on this coming Sunday, is that it was basically all give him the yardage, but in their own half, in their own third, just anything 40 yards and behind, they were yeah. happy enough. As long as it was out with field goal range, then, you know, he was able to break off a player to that one that John Jones stripped him of um, for the fumble turnover that would have obviously completely added to his yardage as well as the one that basically got kicked out of his hands Um, which wasn't really his fault it was just one of these things you can chalk it up to but with Ingram he was awesome at the Saints I was surprised and shocked at the let him go it's obviously a great pick up for you guys Yeah. Um, yeah that's one of the things I'm I'm concerned about going into Sunday for sure. Yeah, definitely. Ingram is definitely a big threat. Um, probably been the same with you. Odd Cooper and stick Ingram on for a touchdown. Uh, most most of mine is is pretty much gone on uh, Lamar Jackson and rush yards. <laughs> <laughs> it's a safe bet in most most uh, most most coupons. It's uh, one thing I've never even thought of actually. So that would be a great shout. Yeah, so yeah, if you if you fancy if you fancy a good one, check what the rushing yards is for over and under for Lamar Jackson, and if it's anything like forty or fifty yards, pff, money on. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'll, over fifty in a match, easy. Uh, I'll have a a look at that one on for Sunday, but yeah, he's the he's possibly on for a touchdown this weekend as well. Um, yeah. Of course, if it gets if it gets anywhere near the end zone. Five ten, five ten yards from your end zone. Yeah, Ingram's the man. He'll be, he'll yeah, be the one. Yeah, just an absolute bulldozer. Yeah, Gus. I mean, Gus is quite similar built, but I don't think he's as big. But he's still quite a young lad. And then obviously Hill's more kind of like a a receiving running back. You can throw it out to him, and then he'll go almost like a Tariq Cohen or um, a Austin Eckler sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or like a catch and run running back. Um, but he's got some moves. He has got some moves, but yeah, uh, literally Ingram and Gus the Bus are the, the bulldozer guys. Yeah, I think we need, that's one thing as well. Uh, we need to basically keep you in your own half, I think, because uh, yeah. if you don't get a touchdown, then you can easily get a score because, I mean, Tucker's doing lights out this season. I think he's hit everything. He's 16 out of 16 for field goals, and I'm pretty sure. The 20 PATs he's got is all that's been asked of him as well. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure by the end of his career, he's going to be up there with Veterinary and all the, all the, all the greats because that kid is just crazy good. 
Yeah. Um, considering you know, how he came in, um, I'm sure he was undrafted originally. Um, and just trialled it and just got the job. Um, and then he's obviously made this huge contract. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's, he's, I, I, I think he's the best kicker in the league by far. Um, obviously, Veterinary is just like that legend status, but. He's dropped off a wee bit, though. He's getting on, he's getting on a bit now, he's, but he's, he's hit his record, he's set his goals, he's made his name. Um, to me, Justin Tucker's been the best kicker in the league for a wee while now. Yeah, he's definitely up there, obviously, from our point of view. Um, with the Patriots, Goskowski is one one of the best as yep. well. And um, But he's definitely, well, this season he's gone on IR with a hip injury, which might explain why he's been a bit off the boil this year and maybe even the end of last season because he missed a kick in the, the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, um, yeah, a couple of seasons, I think, what for most kickers, eh? Just yeah. Just can't find a kicker that can kick on game day. No, so we've obviously changed kicker again as of yesterday with Nugent out the door, Falks in, last mm-hmm. seen in the AAF, the much maligned league that lasted about five seconds. Yeah. And managed to set a record whilst he was there with a 55-yarder, so he's got at least some pedigree of yeah. hitting big field goals at, at times, and Baltimore's generally, especially this time of year, not too bad of um, yeah. weather-wise for for both kickers really and both punters might come into it as well yeah um from special teams point of view we've traded special teams guys bethel's gone to us and you guys have um edwards i want to say but <coughs> excuse me that uh, his name's just completely gone but obviously yeah we've tra- basically traded special teams guys yeah. um there so overall I think we've decided it's going to be one hell of a game come Sunday. Yeah. I'd, I'd um, love to say I'm confident, but it's a patch. You can never be fully confident against them. But I would love to. I would love to be cheering away come uh, Monday morning that Lamar Jackson's had his little show. <laughs> well, I think everyone's saying that. Obviously, this is the one that it sets up the Patriots' defense, especially. I mean, they're sitting number one overall just now, even though some people are saying the Saints are probably the better defensive face, slightly better teams possibly. But you can only play what's in front of you. And even the Browns were meant to be a team that were to be reckoned with this year, which is obviously... Only, I think. uh, Well, we said in our... um, Oh, I I got in a bit of a rant about Kitchens on our review pod the other day. (laughs) <laughs> he's just turned into a bit of a joke and needs to go out the door as quickly as he's went in. It's one of those sort of Simpsons memes where he just comes in, picks up his hat and walks straight back out again. Exactly. They've got a team there. They've obviously got a team of superstars, but it doesn't always oh, translate. And you know, They've got there. It's just like you say, if it doesn't gel, it doesn't gel. You know what I mean? Look at all the films in history. You've got all like guys that, you know, are just everyday guys and they're not superstars and you know they you know in history you've seen in real life that guys with underdogs have overcome the big teams because they can play better as a team than they can as superstars that can't yeah um, you can have the best team on paper but if the other team plays better as a team anyone's beatable on their day for sure and obviously you guys have 
Brighton are sitting on five and two. They're in two and five. Steelers, they can't get anyone fit right now um, through running back or quarterback. I think Schuster's <laughs> going to be throwing and catching to himself shortly. Yeah. Um, and the Bengals are... As well, to be fair. What's up? They nearly got beat the other night, to be fair, with 14 down. 14 yeah, down that was a bit of a, a, a shock. And then the Dolphins realised what they were doing and was like, no, 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 we, we need to go back to losing. Just pre- we've we'll pretended that we're winning. <laughs> we've pretended we'll win a game. So we'll just go back and we'll just go back to our plan of losing. And obviously so the Bengals, they've... Trying to catch up with us, we need to start, you know, doing worse. <laughs> yeah, well, that could, I think that'll be an interesting one on Sunday as well. But yeah. Bengals, they were long out of it. Andy Dalton sadly got dumped on his birthday. Yeah. Um, but just before I ask you for a, a prediction before we um, we'll finish up, Stephen, how do you see the rest of your season playing out, really? Well, I, I, I thought at the beginning of the season we would definitely be competitive. We, I, I had us winning our division because um, to me the Steelers were bashed up. There was a lot of stuff going on. The Bengals were never going to be in it. I didn't think um, the Browns were obviously the worry from our from our group. Um, because when you looked at it, it was like, wow, that is a team. But yeah, the Browns haven't turned up like they should have. So for now, we're sitting pretty. Um, Chiefs, I was hoping we were going to turn the Chiefs over, but a few decisions went against us. I still think we, we should have won that. We should have won that game. But hey ho. Um, but I can see us making the playoffs. I think we're going to the playoffs. And then mm-hmm. once you hit the playoffs, it doesn't matter how good you think you are. It's year it's clean slate when you hit the playoffs it's win and go through or you're done simple as um, yeah. I've got my standard each way 33 to 1 Ravens to win the Super Bowl <laughs> as I do every single year not uh, a bad price actually yeah I had it on when they won with Ray Lewis on his final year um, I think it was actually 50 to 1 that year um, so yeah but uh, yeah every year I stick it on just in case <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I'd stick it on, but we get like something like one to thirty-three or something ridiculous. Yeah, it's daft odds, isn't it? So it's not, it's not so good from a Patriots point of view. So you're saying playoffs and then take every game as it comes, pretty much, which I think is a fair assessment because the division's sewn up, which obviously means you get the playoff berth, and um, then yeah, unless you're first or second seed, then you've got to kind of take what comes at you. And whether you're at home or away, and just and you've seen what happened with the Chargers last year, you were so close to getting to the next stage, and then it fell apart at the last minute. It's crazy. Um, it's like crazy. So, with that being said, Sunday's more imminent. What's your thoughts on a score? Oh, let's go. She, a, she just don't know if it's going to be a shootout. It could be a high scorer. It's going to be a defence game. It's going to come down to kickers, so Justin Tucker can be the hero of the hour. Um, so that's maybe... I think I'm, I'm going to go Ravens 27, Pats 24. I think it's going to be a close game. I can't see it being a blowout. If it is, I'll be very impressed. But mm. I can see both teams scoring pretty easily. So I'll go 27-24 Ravens. Okay, so that leaves it up to me to a just Justin make... Tucker winner <laughs> from some daft yardage. 
I'm almost inclined to agree with you, but just make it that bit closer. But I think our defence, in my head, our defence is able to contain Jackson to a limited amount of yards. I'm not saying they're not going to be able to contain him completely, but limit him to some yardage, try and keep him in the pocket longer than he's used to, and then make him force him with throws and hopefully get a turnover or two. Yeah. I, I don't think they're getting a defensive touchdown this week, or I did. Well, I didn't think that last week either, and it happened. So I'm gonna plump for a twenty-one twenty to the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. So who's who's your? Here's a question for you then. I would say from my side as a Ravens fan, the player I'm worried about most on the Pat side would be Edelman. Because that he just throws out some ridiculous catches at times. Yeah. One player that worries you the most on the Ravens side. Um. I think we've talked about him all pod. Um, it has to be Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> he's the he's the wild card, which you don't know what's coming. I think if if Brown's fit, then. He's obviously a deep threat, but I'm confident that between Jones, Jackson, Gilmore, the McCourty twins, we can take care of anything downfield that you try and throw at us and anything that is thrown could be picked off, um, which then leaves... Actually, with, out with Jackson, if Andrews is fit, yeah. he, he likes looking for Andrews and we might be on a slight mismatch in some areas, um, depending who Andrews wants to try and target, depending yeah. on who comes in for the series. But it's a brave our, Andrews. I would, but ultimately, I've got to go for Jackson. He's the he's the wild card, and he's it's silly not to pick him because there's uh, there's nobody really else. Um, uh, there's obviously Ingram and that, but, but you know what you're going to do, don't you? you he's yeah. Ball and he's just going to straight forward. Yeah, exactly. So if uh, we can, can if we can tighten up the lanes and tighten up the gaps and stuff this week, we can nullify him or Gus or whoever comes in from that point of view. But then that's obviously leaving the sides open a bit more. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Either Jackson coming off the edge or, you know, doing some sort of trick plays towards Hill or something like that could be <laughs> something to watch out for. Um, it's going to be a close one. I can't see it being lopsided either way in some, unless something disastrous happens <laughs> with an injury or something, you know, um, yeah. that then puts one side off kilter against the other. So, yeah. Good game. Um, Good game. I think it's one I'm definitely staying up for. All the rest of them, admittedly, I've either caught bits and pieces whilst I've been passing in there asleep, or I've got to one o'clock going, yes! Yeah. 15, <laughs> 20 minutes till kick-off, and then... Exactly. Dead, so that'll, be, that'll, be my, that'll be my choice on Sunday. It'll be a case of, can I stay awake? Or is it a case of... Uh, literally just wake up at six in the morning, download the game in my, from Game Pass to the mobile, and then watch it all the way up on the train, and just ignore 
every social media outlet <laughs> until I get through the game. <laughs> yeah, mute everything until you've got the game yeah. through. <laughs> and then everyone will else be wondering why this numpty's jumping up and down in first class. And <laughs> exactly. Or some 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 idiot be like, your your team done well last night. And you're like, we can try to avoid that all day. Yeah. <laughs> that that actually happened to me on that um on your road to the Super Bowl that year. It was the the Ravens game actually ended up being on my birthday, and I was out in Glasgow, managed to avoid the whole thing. All the way up the road, back home in the train, and then I just had at the time I just had Sky Go. Went yeah. on Sky Go on my Xbox, and it came up. All they had was like basically the YouTube highlights, but told me the score on the screen before I even got to the highlights. That annoying thing that Game Pass used to do. Yeah. I'm just like, great. Well, really? well, I might as well just not watch seven minutes of wasted time in my life and just do something else yeah reckon isn't it it's like I've done all night to avoid it not looked at my phone probably got important messages from work or something but I don't care I want to avoid it all until I know what's happened and someone ruins it it's like it's unless you want you can't like, mm, we want no. <laughs> <laughs> well Stephen I want to thank you again for your time this evening just before you go the floor is yours my friends um, plug away Touchdown House and everything else again one more time yeah well obviously thanks for having me appreciate it uh, good chatting and having a bit of power uh, but yeah groups again Touchdown House big community group come and join us we have game day threads chat loads of banter we like taking the mick out of our resident chief Bradley <laughs> Bradley Simcox <laughs> uh, we call him uh, Panda but yeah just to give him a little ribbon on the, on the podcast um, we've got obviously Helmet House, where we do a lot of signed helmets, minis and full size. Um, come and join me, Wayne and Gemma. And then, of course, over in Inc. UK, we've got signed jerseys, um, lots going on. And, of course, don't forget to go to the charity group, um, UK, well, Trader Draws, that Gav does, and a lot of money goes to his charity. And, of course, Steve Pollen and Traders. So, lots going on. Excellent. Well, thanks again. Out guys at first down Stuart and uh, Stuart and Richard and I know you probably I don't know if you know those guys as well but they do first down it used to be the Yorkshire group okay so they do first down uh, over there now and um, they're a good bunch of guys they have a lot of it's a lot of uh, community group as well uh, so check those guys out as well they, they do some good stuff as well uh, if you message me over the the links I'll put it all in the in the show notes and tweet it out and and such like as well for for them and all the other groups as well and once again thank you very much so that's it for this um preview episode guys of the patriots versus ravens it's sunday night football if you're in the uk fingers crossed you're not um seeing the back of your eyelids and you're you actually i think it'll be an exciting game to stay tuned for um yeah so PatriotsNationUK.com is where you'll find the written work. Um, PatriotsNationUK, search that on Facebook, you'll find the Facebook page. I've been at Matt Dinkster on Twitter. Until next time after the weekend, just remember guys, do your job and there are no days off.